You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Tattoos really aren't forever. Or are they? I'm TK, your guide to the past as we uncover the people, events, and little-known facts hidden in the shadows of your old history textbooks. From empress baddies to activist profiles, turkey gods and the history of the toothbrush, tattoos, Pompeii peepees, and everything in between, you can find it all here. There's no telling how far we'll dig or how many historical facts we'll re-examine. No event is too small and no topic is too big because this is for the love of history. Hello, 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 my friend. Welcome to For the Love of History podcast, the podcast where we talk about world history, women's history, and weird history. I'm TK, your tour guide to the past. And right up top, I want to remind you that next week is the last week to enter the For the Love of History merch giveaway. <laughs> All you have to do is leave a rating and review and be following For the Love of History on Instagram. That's it. Amazing. Amazing. It's so easy. And it's an amazing way to support the podcast podcast. <laughs> Am I from Wisconsin? It's an amazing way to support the podcast and try to win some cool merch. You can also support the podcast by becoming a patron or donating to the research fund. Links in the show notes and on Instagram and Twitter. All right, now that all that business is out of the way, it's time for our topic today. It's a crowd pleaser, a fan favorite. It is tattoo history. Woo! And this week we are going to be heading to Russia. Well, I guess before Russia was actually Russia, we'll be heading to the Scythian region, heading back a few thousand years and talking about the mystical tattoos that covered the bodies of Scythian warriors who may or may not be Amazon warrior women. <gasps> oh, ho, ho. You'll just have to stick around and find out. And I cannot keep you in suspense any longer. So let's get to it. Without further ado, bear those tattoos if you got them. And if you don't, just grab a nice beverage, get cozy, and let's get to it. My little brother is a tattoo artist. Hey, bubby. Love you. Mwah. And... When he became a tattoo artist, as any good big sister does, I researched the ever-living crap out of tattoo history and the different types there are because I want to keep up my history street cred when I go to his tattoo shop. I need to be able to make strangers regret starting conversations with me in every setting. That is my gift and curse as a history lover. So when I was knee-deep in my research, I came across a style of tattooing I had never heard of before. Scythian tattooing. I put Scythian Scythian tattoos into the good old Google search machine and bam, I was bombarded with pictures of mummies. Mummy shoulders, mummy heads, mummy feet, mummy arms, mummy little booties, and mummy... Mummy fingies. There were fingies all over the place. And where mummies are, 
cool history stuff abounds, right? And I am going to tell you about all that cool history stuff that I found right now. So let's start off with who the Scythians were in the first place. The ancient Greeks gave the name Scythia or Great Scythia to all the lands northeast of Europe and the northern coast of the Black Sea. There'll be a map on Instagram for you to check out, but just right now, just imagine like the majority of Russia was Scythia, the land of Scythia. The Scythians at first were a nomadic people, meaning they moved around and followed their food. They lived and died by their horses and used them for everything, from hunting to moving to war to burying their dead, everything. Scythian is the umbrella name for these nomadic people that lived in this area from at least the 1st century BCE to the 2nd century CE, but there are even some accounts on into the 6th century CE. These Scythian people can be broken down into subgroups, which we'll talk about one or two of them later, but as a whole, in general, these people were called Scythians. And there's a lot of debate about how they got there and where they migrated from and what their DNA haplogroups are. And it's a little a little too science heavy for this history gal to explain in 20 to 30 minutes. So I'll leave links in the show notes about all that stuff if you are interested. So they had no writing system or at least none that has been discovered. So the majority of the written information available today about Scythians comes from writings of ancient civilizations, which had connections to the region, primarily those of ancient India, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, and ancient Persia. We're talking about ancient stuff today. (laughs) The most detailed Western description is by Herodotus, 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 (laughs) the philosopher and writer. But there is scholarly debate as to the accuracy of his knowledge. But modern archaeological finds have confirmed some of his ancient claims. So for better or for worse, he remains one of the most useful writers on ancient Scythia. And one thing that is super duper clear is that these people were super monkin' badass monkas. So badass. Crazy badass. In fact, in the 6th century AD, a Byzantine writer described the deadly effect of mounted Scythian archers like this. They do not let up at all until they have achieved the complete destruction of their enemies. And if that weren't enough to scare your pants off, several classical writers stated that the Scythians dipped their arrows in poison. So not only were they gonna not stop until you were dead, they had to make super duper sure you were super dead with poison. Not even just regular dead, super poison dead. (laughs) And now we have come to the coolest part about the Scythian warriors. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. But here goes anyways. They had just as many women warriors as men. What? And wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. So, you know the legend of the Amazon warrior women, right? 
the Amazons, who were thought to be the daughters of Ares, the god of war, and were portrayed to have fought against the heroes of Greek mythology, such as Hercules, Theseus, and Beller, Bellerophon. Bellerophon? I have not heard of that Greek mythology person. Anyways, I'm a bad historian. <laughs> so, the inspiration for Wonder Freaking Woman herself, the Amazons, you know the ones. Well, turns out they were 100% real and they were Scythian women. These Scythian women were the real legends behind the creation of these myths. They were so cool that people just could not believe how badass they were. And here's the 411 on how we know. So, in 2019, when archaeologists from the Institute of Archaeology at the Russian Academy of Sciences, when they were digging around, they found the remains of four female warriors buried in a cache of arrowheads, spears, and horseback riding equipment in the tomb, in the tomb, in a tomb in Western Russia. And get this, it was in the exact location, right where Ancient Greek stories placed the Amazon women. Coincidence? I think not. But if you are a skeptic and you need more evidence, I've got it for you. I got it for you. According to the Washington Post, in 2017, Armenian researchers discovered the remains of a woman in her 20s who they said resembled Amazon myths. They found that she died from battle injuries. They report in the International Journal of osteo-archaeology noted that she had an arrowhead buried in her leg and that her bone and muscle structure indicated that she rode well, horses. Horses, my friend. I, I don't know why I got so stoked on that last fact because there's, <laughs> there's, I just told you much more compelling evidence that they are, in fact, the Amazon w women warriors of old. But I guess... I'm stoked on horses. <laughs> so, my dear, sweet, beautiful friend, my lover of all things cool, is this not the best thing you've heard about history in forever? Because it's literally the best thing I've heard about history in forever. And if I didn't want to talk about these ladies and their cool-ass tattoos, I would end the podcast right now and die knowing I have served my duty as your tour guide of history. But we have to save the dying for another day, because the coolness does not stop here. Nay, nay, dear one, we gotta talk about cool-ass tattoos. Along with the undeniable evidence that Amazon women were real, archaeologists that have uncovered the dozen or so mummified remains of Scythians have also uncovered the intricate tattoos that are on every single mummy. Ancient tattoos are hard to come by because as much as people like to tell you tattoos are forever, they are definitely not because skin, skin is not forever. It decomposes. But luckily, I guess, if lucky is the word that you want to use for this, Scythian people practiced mummification and in a mummification and ancient permafrost because of Russia double whammy, we have been left with a clear picture of the practice and meaning of Scythian tattoos. We know 
that they were done in a, a very typical way that ancient tattoos were done. They were made with paint, partially concocted from burnt bits of plant and soot or ash. And then the drawings themselves were pierced with a needle and rubbed with a mixture of that soot and some animal fat. This would leave rich, blackish blue tattoos slash scars on the body. All the mummies that have been found have a tattoo on their left shoulder. Mummies as young as 14 with only one tattoo have it on their left shoulder, leading archaeologists to believe that this was the first tattoo for all Scythians. Whatever your gender, whatever your position in life, you started with this one. Some ancient writers like, I, I hate this man's name, Herod, Herodotus, Herodotus, the dude from earlier, wrote that the Scythians cut and burnt themselves as well as applied pictures to themselves to show that they didn't care about pain, thus elevating themselves to a higher position. In this way, we can see and assume that tattoos were a symbol of heroism and spiritual strength. They also indicated the passage of time and achievements, and without fail, the older the mummy is, the more tattoos they have. There is no young Scythian with more tattoos than an older one. The style of tattoos are like a thick, black-looking tattoo, and they have intricate patterns on the inside. And if I had to liken them to another kind of tattoo, I would say that they're like a mix between thick tribal and those intricate ta uh, Celtic tattoos. And of course, you know, I'll, I'll post pictures on Instagram so you can see what the heck I'm talking about. Placement of the tattoos started from the left shoulder and then moved down the arms and across the chest and then down the legs and in the center of the back. Fingers are also tattooed, but we don't know if that's a common place or an uncommon place or if it was just men or women or what because fingers don't really don't really tend to last that long even with mummification and being frozen in ice fingies are fragile and there's no fingies on some of the mummies so there there you have it Scythian tattoos I'm sorry I love the word fingies. Anyways, Scythian tattoos were used as personal identification. According to Dr. Natalia Viktrovna Polosmak, the Pazariks, which is uh, the specific name of one of these Scythian subgroups that we were talking about earlier, also believed that tattoos would be helpful with identification in another life, the, the next life, making it easy for people of the same family and culture to find each other after death. The Pazariks repeated the same images of animals in other types of art, which is considered to be like a language of animal images, which represented their thoughts and feelings. In a PBS interview, Dr. Polosmak goes on to say, the same can be said about the tattoos. It is a language of animal imagery used to express some thoughts and to define one's position both in society and in the world. The more tattoos were on the body, the longer it meant the person lived and the higher his or her position. For example, the body of one man, which was found earlier in the 20th century, had his entire body 
covered with tattoos. Our young woman, the princess, has only two on her arms. So they signified both age and status. But what are these tattoos of? What does a badass Scythian warrior get tattooed on them to both let their dead relatives know, hey, it's me in the afterlife, and to strike fear in the hearts of their enemies? Friend, I had to dig on the interwebs to get this information for you. I was tatas deep in Russian archaeology websites and praying to the linguistic gods for translations. And I'm pretty sure I'm on a watch list somewhere now because no one should be spending that much time on .ru websites in today's political climate. But I am willing to make sacrifices for you and for the love of history, my friend. And also because I'm hella nosy and I need to know. And I'm sure you're thinking right now, TK, why did you need to do all of that internet tango with the FBI and Russian archaeology? Excellent question, my delicious little donut. When I typed the meaning of Scythian tattoos into the regular Google, all I got were dudes named Brad and their tattoo blogs about their personal meaning behind their Scythian-inspired tattoos. Not the actual historical and cultural meaning. I was like, cool, Chet. I love that you have Scythian-inspired hot rods on your back to commemorate that one time that you went to a bees and tried Molly, but it's not what I'm looking for, my guy. But fear not. I found the real stuff, and I'm gonna tell you about it. On all the mummies that have been found, there has been a mix of real animal tattoos and mythical beasties with a smattering of dot tattoos that almost resemble acupuncture marks, and some archaeologists believe that they could have actually been for a medical purpose, but they're not really sure. So let's break these tattoos down into two groups, the mythical animals and the real animals, and we'll start with the real ones. Deer, horses, and rams were a very popular motif Scythian warrior women in particular would have deer and other animals that they hunted on their bodies. They were both for protection and to commemorate especially good hunts. Horses were a central part of Scythian life, and getting a tattoo of a horse was like always having your good luck charm with you. Horses, both mythical and real, were also used to bring the dead to their final resting place, so having them tattooed on your body meant that you would have a safe passage into the afterlife. And a lot of these horses uh, don't, people thought that they were deer at first because they are depicted with having really ornate headdresses on, but come to find out after finding some other tombs with horse mummies in them, these horses were dressed in really, really beautiful and ornate costumes to make them look like real-life mythical horse-deer creatures from Scythian mythology, which is, like, super cool. According to Gala Argenta, a researcher at the University of Kentucky, horse designs make up the vast majority of Scythian tattoos, and in fact, almost all the tattoos on the mummy's left shoulders are horses. Those 
intricate horses with the big old headdresses on. The second largest motif is the ram. It's a real-life animal, but the significance of the tattoo in Scythian culture falls more on the mythical side. Rams represent abundance, life, and fertility, which we love a fertility symbol. It's also speculated that the rams signified some sort of royal hierarchy and or a patriarchal leader. There's, I don't think there were any women found with ram tattoos on their bodies, and this is what has led researchers to believe it's more of a patriarchal or a a more gendered tattoo, but this is all just speculation because we can't ask the mummies because they're mummies. So there we have it. And now on to the mythical creatures. They are a little bit of a mixed bag, and we're not really sure what the exact meaning of these tattoos are, but we know that they represent guardians of the unseen world. Giant mythical fish, winged lions, dragon-looking dudes, and horses, but with those big fancy heads. All of these, in some way or another, represented a connection to the afterlife and various achievements in the person's life. Without a written language, tattoos were the ways in which the Scythians kept their traditions and mythologies alive. You've heard of spoken traditions and written traditions, but tattooed traditions? I guess it's a kind of way, it's, it's a way of writing, but tattooed tradition sounds way cooler. It's way cooler. So the Scythians' bodies were like canvases for their life story and the mythology and history of their people. That's how they pass these things down from one person to another. And a lot of these mythological creature tattoos take influences from China and India and other cultures. We can see them adapting and changing and evolving over time with the younger mummies. So not only do these tattoos represent the changes in the Scythians' lives themselves and mythology of the Scythians themselves, but also how the Scythians changed and evolved as a culture coming into contact with other cultures, which is just fascinating. It's mind-blowing. Aren't tattoos amazing? And even to go a step further, aren't bodies amazing? Bodies are so freaking cool. My friend, if you ever feel down about your body, if you're having an icky body image day, just remember that you are the embodiment of your life story. You are a living, breathing exhibit of the people and the events that came before you. Because you, my dear, make up a very important part of world history. You, sitting there, standing there, whatever. You in that body right now are a part, an important part of history. Never, ever forget that. All right, my dear sweet friend, we have a very interesting final thought for you today. And I feel like we've just been having some great final thoughts recently. This this is a light and funny, interesting one, and I think uh, I think you're going to like it. So I would like to introduce you to David Mazersky. 
a biomedical communications professor at the University of Toronto. And I'm sure you're thinking, TK, this is a history podcast, not a biomedical communications podcast. And I know, but hear me out. You're going to love Dave. So when Dave here was a grad student, one of his professors introduced his class to Scythian tattoos. It wasn't it wasn't a history class, but it was an art as applied to medicine program at the University of Toronto. He was unfamiliar with Scythian tattoos, but was so struck by the images of the 2,500-year-old ice mummy tattoos that he decided it was his mission to get a full-body, real-ass replica of all the Scythian tattoos that these mummies had. And so he met up with a tattoo artist, planned it out, and got it done. He is a man of action, Dave. We love Dave. The man is covered head to toe with authentic Scythian tattoos. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he still gets them today, everything that I heard and read about. He's still getting them. And Dave still works at the University of Toronto. He's just a walking, talking piece of ancient art. So on this day, we thank you, Dave. We thank you for your service to the history community. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friend. This one was fun. I love it. I love tattoo history. It's so good. And I also love it when no one dies or is betrayed or tragically forgotten in time. A happy history ending is a rare thing to come by, and it just makes me so excited. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a rating and review and recommend For the Love of History to your best history friend or your mail person or the checkout person at the grocery store. Just tell somebody. Because word of mouth is the number one way people find podcasts and spreading the love of history is what we are all about. So take care of yourself. Do something that makes you happy, whether it's getting a new tattoo or finally ordering a full cake for yourself for no reason and just feeling alive. I don't care what you do. Just do it. And I will see you on September 3rd when we talk about Japan's most eccentric leader, Oda Nobunaga. Okay, see you then. Bye! Why is there a metronome right now? Oh, okay. <laughs>